Welcome to Your Career with Todd Bermont. We're coming to you live from beautiful downtown Conroe, Texas on IRLoneStar.com. And uh, today we're going to try something a little bit different. We're going to try uh, being live on Facebook Live. So uh, if you have questions or, or comments that uh, you'd like to make during the show, I will try to address those live here on the radio today. Also, don't forget, we have a show page. It's on, on Facebook. It's your career slash Todd Bermont. And you can also always email me at tbermont at irlonestar.com. So today we are going to talk about resumes. And uh, uh, we currently are uh, teaching a live online class that's been going on for the uh, past month or so. We've got several students from across the country and uh, hopefully several of them are joining, will be joining us on our broadcast today. Uh, but there's, there's been a lot of questions that have come up recently about how do we get the resume to stand out from the crowd? And um, so we're going to go ahead and discuss those things today. But first, what I want to do is I want to talk about the jobs reports. Um, the last couple of days, lots of data on the economy. And um, it was kind of uh, mixed data, but overall very positive data. So, so the first piece of data uh, is the monthly jobs report that came out this morning. And uh, this was a very positive number. Over 235,000 jobs were created in the month of February. So this is a, a great number. We are going in the right direction with this economy. And uh, this, the, this is the kind of job creation that we want to see have happen. Um, the other report I want to talk about is the weekly uh, unemployment claims report. Now, that one ticked up a little bit uh, that came out yesterday, but still a very good number. 243,000 uh, people filed for first-time unemployment claims this past week. So that was an increase of about twenty to 30,000 from the previous week. So we certainly don't want this to become a trend where we're increasing week over week. But yet, anything under 300000 is still deemed to be a very healthy economy. So overall, very positive news when it comes to the jobs front. Also, here in the Gulf Coast, ExxonMobil made a uh, major announcement this past week. Uh, they announced that they're going to be investing billions of dollars into the Gulf Coast region, uh, Texas and Louisiana, and uh, they're going to be creating thousands of jobs. I want to say I saw a number of like 45,000 jobs that are going to be created. And uh, a good portion of these jobs are going to be jobs that pay over $100,000 a year. So this is, this is really positive news for the Gulf Coast region. And I think this is a positive indication that uh, oil and gas seems to be stabilizing not only price-wise, um, for the price of oil, but also as far as the local economy goes, uh, this region being out of the Houston area, we're still very heavily dependent on oil and gas. And uh, it's, it's very good news that this investment that Exxon announced, uh, to me, it's a ringing endorsement that our local economy is going to uh, be flying on all cylinders. So, so very positive. All right. So with that, I want to talk about the question of the week. So uh, the question of the week came from VJ, and it's actually uh, two questions in one. And uh, VJ was wondering, uh, how do I, uh, first of all, 
what should I focus on with my resume? Should I focus more on what I can do for the employer or should I focus more on the resume on what I've done in the past? So that was VJ's first question. And then VJ's second question was the fact that there's certain skills that she uh, mentioned that she had, such as Excel and Word. And, and she said that one of the job descriptions asked for um, expertise in a software package called Perl. And um, I'm not all that familiar with the, what Perl is, uh, some sort of a software program. But she was wondering, you know, if I'm a little rusty in that or if I'm not that great with that particular software should I still apply for the job? So, let, so let's answer these questions. Let's take it one at a time. So first of all, the, the first question is, should the resume be more focused on what you've done in the past or what you can do in the future? And the resume is more for what you've done in the past. Now, I'm going to say that with a caveat because one of the things that we talk about, and we're going to talk about it today, is the importance of having a value proposition or a summary or a profile on your resume. A lot of folks will say, well, I, I should have just a, uh, uh, I, I should have an objective on the resume. And, and objective is kind of old school. It's kind of 1980s-ish. Um, we really don't want to put an objective anymore on, on the resume. And the reason for that is in today's job market, it's more about what you as the candidate can do for the employer versus what the employer can do for you. So rather than having an objective, I like to see a summary or a value proposition. So with that being said, the uh, summary or value proposition should focus a little bit about, uh, should be a blend of what you've done in the past, but also some of the things that, that you can do in the future as well. So in that particular section of the resume, you can kind of have a blend of the two. Now, the more importantly, though, the resume is more of like a scorecard of, of what you've done in the past up till now. It kind of provides people with a, a, a painting, if you will, a picture of uh, what you bring to the table where the cover letter is that the cover letter is where you should tailor that very specifically to the company and focus more on what you can do for the company in the cover letter versus doing it um, on your resume. So uh, now the second part of that question was, well, what if I'm not good at a particular uh, requirement that they're asking for on the job, such as Pearl? Um, should I apply for that job? And the answer is absolutely yes. Because at the end of the day, the thing that employers struggle with the most is they struggle with soft skills. They struggle, and soft skills are basic communication skills, knowing to show up to work on time, dressing professionally all of those kinds of things. And uh, so at the end of the day, if there's a skill or two, nobody's going to be a 100% perfect match for a job. And you can always get ramped up on a particular skill area. But it's much more difficult to teach people about how to, uh, you know, have proper values, how to have a proper work ethic, and, and those kinds of things. Either you have those things or, or, or you don't. So... So employers are going to hire folks that are going to get the job done and best fit within their team. So if there's one or two things that you're currently missing that you don't quite hit on the job description, that's okay. 
apply for the job, but certainly don't go out of your way to point out the fact that you don't have that experience, but feel free to apply for the job. So, uh, so when we come back, we are going to talk about resumes. And uh, we're going to go into particular all the different components of a resume and how to get your resume to stand out from the crowd. So you are listening to Your Career with Todd Bermont on IRLoneStar.com, FM 104.5, 106.1, Conroe. Stay tuned. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. And we are looking for talk show hosts and volunteer DJs for our music shows. Are you interested in having your own talk show on Lone Star, or have you always wanted to live out your dreams of being a music DJ? With the addition of Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and video aspects of our talk shows, we are needing people to grow with us. If you or someone you know might be interested, please contact us online at IRLoneStar.com slash contact us or call the station at 936-647-5747 for more information. Welcome back to Your Career with Todd Bermond. I'm your host and resident career expert, and each week on Your Career, we talk about different aspects of the career as far as how we can help you make more money, land a new job. Now, um, we're doing this on Facebook Live for the first time, and uh, so we're, we're going to kind of see how things go here. So if you've got any questions, definitely dial in, check us out on Facebook. Uh, Facebook Live. So, uh, so anyway, we uh, before the break we were talking about resumes, and I want to focus on what it is that will get your resume to stand out from the crowd. So, first of all, when it comes to resumes, I want you to think about a movie commercial. When it comes to a movie commercial, you know, think about it. Uh, when you see a commercial on TV, you get it gets 30 seconds to convince you to go to a two or three hour movie. And with that 30 seconds, are they showing you how the movie's made? Are they showing you the boring mundane scenes and those kinds of things? No, they're showing you the most exciting aspects of that movie, right? So they're showing you the best scenes in the movie, and then you get to the movie and off, and you're wondering, oh, that's it? Why, I could have just watched the previews on, on the movie commercial, right? But anyway, I want you to, I want you to visualize and, and keep that in your mind, that image of the movie commercial, because you think about that movie commercial gets 30 seconds, 30 seconds in order for you to be able to, uh, to go to that movie. So now let's talk about the resume, the key on the resume. And if we go the resume cam, uh, the, the key on the resume is going to be, we want to, in that first top section of the resume, we want to grab that attention as quickly as possible within 30 seconds. See, at the end of the day, nobody can possibly go through a two-page resume. Nobody can possibly go through a two-page resume in 30 seconds, right? So at the end of the day, on your resume, 
you've got to capture their attention in the top third of that resume. You got to capture the attention in the top third of it. So how do we do that? First of all, if we go to the resume cam, uh, one of the things I want to talk about is uh, on the top, notice we have a uh, QR code. And uh, with the QR code, and uh, the QR code is this in the corner. And, and what the QR code is, is uh, it's something that you can scan with your cell phone and it'll immediately take you to a web page. Well, how many of you have thought about putting a QR code on your, on your resume? What do you point it to? Point it to your LinkedIn profile. Oh, you're not on LinkedIn? Get on LinkedIn. Have a LinkedIn profile. All right. So next, you know, first, well, first of all, before we leave the QR code, why do we want to have that on there? Well, think about it. People are going to wonder from a technology standpoint, they're going to wonder, have you kept up to date with technology? By having a QR code on your resume, it subconsciously says that, wow, this person has really kept up with technology. Next on the resume, and, and by the way, the resume example that I'm showing you here today and, and that I'm talking, for those of you that are watching uh, on the podcast, you can see us on video. Uh, for those of you that are listening live, check out the, the podcast uh, because we are uh, showing a resume on the video on the podcast. Boy, that's a mouthful. But anyway, as we uh, move on with, with the resume, notice how we also have a logo. So this is a resume that I actually used to get my current job as Director of Marketing and Sales for Evolve. And Evolve designs and builds data centers across the country and maintains UPSs and generator solutions. So anyway, one of the ways I captured the attention of Evolve was I customized the resume for the company and actually put their logo on the resume. So do you think that little touch might make the resume stand out from the crowd? The next thing I want to talk about on the top third of the resume is the value proposition. And, you know, and let's focus more now on, on that value prop. So at the end of the day, you know, VJ had that question. Should the resume talk about what you can do for the employer or should the resume talk about uh, what you've done in the past? So the body of the resume should be what you've done in the past. But to capture the attention of the employer, that's, that's what you can do in the value proposition or the summary or the profile. So it's here that you really you get the 20 to 30 seconds to capture that interest level, to capture that attention. And uh, because at the end of the day, if you don't grab the attention in the first 30 seconds, the interviewer or hiring manager is not going to, uh, they're not going to look at the rest of your resume. So it's so critical to have a solid value proposition that grabs their interest and, and gets them excited to want to interview you. So, so these are some things that are absolutely critical. So we're going to go to a break. And when we come back from the break, I want to talk about other key components that should be on your resume. So you are currently listening to Your Career with Todd Bermont live on IRLoneStar.com, FM 104.5, 106.1. Stay tuned for more on the resume.
Hello, Montgomery County. I'm Rachel Baldwin with Special Olympics Texas Area 6. Are you a fan of courage? Are you a fan of determination? Are you a fan of acceptance, grace, and skill? Then you're already a fan of Special Olympics. Make it official. Volunteer, coach, and or compete and be a fan of dignity and acceptance. The dedication of our Special Olympic Texas volunteers provides mainstreaming experiences for athletes with intellectual disabilities. You will touch the heart of another person and it will move you in a meaningful way that lifts the spirit. Please visit the Heart of East Texas Area 6 webpage at www.sotx.org. Also, like us on Facebook to be a fan and be part of Special Olympics Texas. Hey, Lone Star Country listeners, it's your girl Meredith, and we're starting a new tradition on Monday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. That's right, your Monday nights will never be the same. Be sure to tune in for some great country hits and the classics we love, only on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1, and online at IRLoneStar.com. That's Lone Star Country Nights on Monday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. Welcome back to Your Career with Todd Bermont. You are tuning in live either on Facebook Live. And, you know, I have to admit, this is the first time ever that I've tried Facebook Live for this radio program. It's kind of thrown me off my game a little bit, but we'll work with it. And uh, we are coming to you from beautiful downtown Conroe, Texas. And uh, today we are talking about resumes. And, uh, you know, before the break, we talked about one of the most important things with your resume is to capture attention in 30 seconds or less. And we talked about that the way you do that is a combination of formatting because you absolutely want the resume to to look clean. It's got to grab that attention. It's got to be easy to read. And it should also have a fair amount of white space on the resume. Also with, with the formatting, it should you want to, with, with the formatting, and I'm going to bring up the resume here, you know, a lot of folks talk about the fact that, uh, well, you should have just bullet points on your resume. You shouldn't have sentences and paragraphs. And um, I'm going to disagree with that. And, and the reason I'm going to disagree with that is because of the fact that if everything is in a bullet point, how do you know what's important and what's not important when it comes to the data on the resume? It's so critical for people to be able to focus on because, again, we got to grab the attention quickly. So it, it's so critical that you capture that information, uh, you know, that interest as quickly as possible. And you do that with the bullet points as well as your summary. But if the entire resume is a bullet point, then the interviewer doesn't know where to focus on your resume and you're not going to get the bang for the buck on the resume. Now, uh, for those of you tuning in on Facebook Live, I got to apologize because it looks like uh, the resume is probably shown up backwards on the resume, but you'll get the idea um, with the fact that uh, the formatting and the bullet points and, and that kind of thing. So, so other aspects of formatting, we talk about the importance of having white space. You know, it's a fine line, and and you know, for those of you that know me, I'm over fifty. So, uh, you know, I've got a lot of job experience, but believe it or not, I'm able to squeeze my entire life's history, at least work history, 
on two pages. You know, everybody's like, oh, I can't, I can't get my resume down to under five pages. Well, no, you, you, any more than two pages, unless you're applying for a uh, research job or a government job of some sort, um, you really do not want to go over two pages when it comes to the resume. Now, let's look at some of the key components of the resume. One of the things we talk about in the resume is the importance of, again, catching that attention, right? In real estate, they have a saying, location, location, location. So in, you know, so with the resume, what's the most valuable real estate? Well, the most valuable real estate location on your resume is that top third of your resume. So that's where people are going to look at first. And a lot of people make mistakes of uh, putting education or diving right into their work experience or, you know, in the top there. Now, if you're just coming out of school, that's okay to put education up there if you don't have a ton of work experience. But if you do have a lot of work experience, though, I would much rather a section be highlighted accomplishments. See, when people are considering hiring you for a job, they're looking for a few things. They're looking for, are you going to fit in with the company? They're looking for, will he get along with the team? Will he or she fit in with the culture of the organization? But they're also going to look at, most importantly, what kind of results can we expect by hiring this individual? People are going to look for results. So the best way to highlight the results that you've done in the past and that you're capable of in the future, the best way to highlight that is through having highlighted accomplishments right at the top of the resume. So what's an example of a highlighted accomplishment? Well, I'll look at my resume and, and I'll read a couple of those accomplishments for you. Uh, one is published author, 15,000 books sold, feature on TV, radio, and print media. Also, won 200% clubs, five branch manager awards, and one general manager award for IBM. Another example of a highlighted accomplishment on this section of the resume is won the Houston Community College New Spring Business Plan Competition. For TCC Learning. See, these are all quantifiable accomplishments that we're putting on the resume. So you might be thinking, well, wait a minute. I don't have a lot of quantifiable accomplishments. Well, the question I have for you is, if you've worked jobs in the past, how, if you haven't had any accomplishments, how have you gotten reviewed? How have you been measured? I want you to think to those types of things, and those are some of the things that you want to include in the highlighted accomplishments section on the resume. Now, um, maybe you're thinking or wondering, well, I haven't had a job in the past. I'm just graduating from college. What do I put then? Well, you could have highlighted accomplishments from your schooling. You know, were you elected to a uh, student government association? Uh, were you elected to a big six officer in your fraternity or sorority? Did you graduate with honors? Did you complete certain projects? Did you have any published research or thesis 
or whatever it might be. These are all accomplishments that you can put in on your top third of the resume. So I, I want you to think of that. All right. So, so in looking at the resume, so I'm going to summarize now the top third of the resume. So top third of the resume, first of all, at the top, we've got the QR code. We also have the value proposition of what you can do for the employer. Then we have highlighted accomplishments. Now, if you don't have highlighted accomplishments and, you know, maybe you just weren't that outstanding in school and maybe uh, you haven't worked too many jobs. Well, then in your highlighted accomplishments, what I would focus on there is focus on what experience you have. So maybe you have experience with Excel. Maybe you have experience with Microsoft Word. Maybe you have experience with PowerPoint. Uh, list out those things that you have experience in. Maybe it's welding. Maybe it's you're, you're looking to get a culinary position, and maybe you have experience in different types of baking and, and decorating of, of pastry and, and, and those kinds of things. You know, there's a, there's a lot of things that you can include in either your highlighted accomplishments section or your summary section. So, uh, so, so in summary, what I want to say is with, with your resume, and when we come back, we're going to talk about other key components that we want to include on the resume. But right now, uh, we are going to go to a break. So you're listening to Your Career with Todd Bermont. Live on IRLoneStar.com, FM 104.5, 106.1, Conroe, Texas. Stay tuned. Want to check out what it's like to be on the radio? Need credit for school? For an internship? Then contact Dick online at Dick at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, and we are here to be part of the community. Welcome back to Your Career with Todd Berman. I'm your host and resident career expert coming to you live from beautiful downtown Conroe, Texas on IRLoneStar.com, FM 104.5, 106.1. And today we are talking about resumes and we are also trying something new today, uh, broadcasting on Facebook Live as well. If anybody has a question in regards to the job search process or resumes, Send it on through on Facebook Live. Submit a comment. We'd love to. Uh, we'd love to see it. So anyway, prior to the break and and for the entire show today, we're talking about highlights on resumes and how you can go about getting your resume to stand out from the crowd. So prior to the break, we talked about a few key things. We talked about number one, the importance of having a value proposition. Number two, we talked about having highlighted, quantifiable results and accomplishments. See, people are not hiring theory. People are hiring people that can get the job done. So how do you demonstrate that you're going to get the job done? You know, a lot of it is opinion, right? You know, I've seen so many resumes that have been littered with opinions over the years, whether it's people saying, well, I'm a wonderful team player. Great. Let me ask you a question. How do you prove that? 
how do you prove that you're a wonderful team player? That to me is just an opinion. In fact, who on their resume is going to say, nah, I'm not a very good team player. Who's going to put that on their resume, right? So by you putting that you're a team player on the resume, is that really going to get people's attention? No, it's not. Sure, we want to hire team players, but how do you prove it? You know, I really, as you're, as you're going through your resumes, I want you to think, what's provable on my resume? Now, let's give an example of how you could state an accomplishment or a fact that would lead somebody to the conclusion that you're a great team player. All right, so let's think about it. What if you put on your resume successfully led a team on an IT project to where we finished two months ahead of schedule and $10,000 under budget. Imagine, imagine if you were to submit a bullet like that on your resume, wouldn't that convey that you're a great team player? It would, it, in fact, it would convey that you're a leader as well, right? So, it's very important to have facts on your resume. Now, um, other things to consider on the resume. I want to talk about your resume being action-oriented. Now, how do we go about making a resume action-oriented? Well, a lot has to do with the verbiage that you put on a resume. You can make a resume pop just by using the right action verbs. Now, one of the things that we talk about in the careers college, and in fact, we provide a guide, a three-page guide of action verbs, is the fact that when you can have action verbs such as managed a team of people or led a team of people or successfully completed a project or increased productivity by 15%, minimized costs or reduced costs by 20%, uh, enhanced communications across our network. These are all examples of action verbs. These are all ways that you can make your resume pop. Now, the next thing I want you to think about when it comes to your resume is, is this resume going to capture the attention of the hiring manager? All right. So what you're, you're thinking, well, wait a minute, we've already talked about how you're going to do that. We've already talked about the fact that, uh, you're going to put a QR code on there. You're going to have a value proposition on there. You're going to have proper formatting. You're going to have white space. You're, you're probably thinking, well, Todd, we've already talked about that. Well, we have, but we haven't. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain. Each job is looking, you know, each hiring manager for each job is looking for a core set of criteria. They're looking for a, sore, uh, uh, yeah, a core set of, uh, of skills and capability and experience that you bring to the table. Now, I want you to think about being a website for a second. Think about being a website. Yeah, I want you to think about if you were a website. 
and you wanted to capture a, uh, an audience to your website. You wanted to get more traffic to your website. How would you do that? If you were a website, how would you get more traffic to visit you? The way you would get more traffic to visit you if you were a website is you would use lots of keywords, right? You would use keywords that are specific to the audience that you're trying to attract. You would incorporate what we call SEO or search engine optimization, right? So now I want you to apply that same principle to your resume. I want you to think about it. All right, so let's say somebody is hiring for a data center manager. What kind of skills and criteria are they going to look for in that data center manager? Well, they may look for keywords such as zero downtime. They might look for a keyword such as improved energy efficiency by maybe 25, 30%. You know, so those are, you know, I kind of blended two thoughts here, but, you know, action verbs as far as improved, right? And then keywords as far as energy efficiency being a keyword that they might be interested in in a data center manager. And then a quantifiable result is by 22, 25, 30%. Maybe they'd want to know that that data center manager has cooling experience, experience in uh, Liebert and Stoltz crack units. Oh, did I just talk about a drug? No, crack, C-R-A-C, is an acronym for computer room air conditioner or Cray computer room air handler. Ah, acronyms. Hmm, that brings up another thought process. And this is the, this is more keywords, right? Acronyms, you want acronyms on your resume that are specific, acronyms that are specific to the industry. So we're talking about, let's say a hiring manager is looking at a resume, hiring a data center manager. Well, they want to look for acronyms. They might be interested in acronyms like HVAC. Crack, Cray, C-R-A-H. Or uh, they may want to look at, the. do they have UPS experience? Oh, are they looking for experience on how to ship a package? No, they're looking for experience with uninterruptible power supplies. So think about it. We want to make sure that we have a lot of these key words on the resume. So what would be some other keywords a data center manager might want to put on a resume? Hmm, another acronym, MOP. What does a MOP stand for? Method of procedure. SOP, standard operating procedure. Wouldn't it be nice to know that as a data center manager, you've had experience writing hundreds of MOPs and SOPs. Imagine if you put that on your resume. Written hundreds of Mops and sops. Now, if somebody is not in the data center industry, they might have absolutely no clue what that means, right? But to a hiring manager, hiring a data center manager, that person 
would know exactly what a mop and what a sop is. What Then you want to think about uh, putting on the resume, well, what kinds of things are going to be important to that hiring manager? And, uh, you know, so let's continue on with the data center manager example. Things that are going to be important. Safety. You have a lot of power going through data centers, a lot of voltage going through data centers. So safety is going to be an absolute priority. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you have an OSHA certification? Oh, another keyword, another acronym. See, these are ways that we can start getting our resume noticed. Well, let's say instead that somebody's creating a resume for a, uh, maybe it's a sales position. What kind of keywords might they be looking for with the sales position? Well, let's talk about action verbs and keywords. One action verb would be achieved, right? Achieved 100% quota or even better, exceeded quota five years in a row. Now think about that, all right? We've incorporated a couple things here. We've incorporated the action verb of exceeded. We've put in the result five years in a row and the keyword quota, all right? How about year-over-year attainment? Grew sales year-over-year by 22%. Again, we've got action verb with the word grew. We've got sales being a keyword, obviously in a resume for a salesperson. And year over year revenue, more keywords by 22, 25, 30%, whatever it might be. Now you've got a quantifiable result. So are you starting to get the picture now on how we go about grabbing attention on the resume? So we've talked about a couple of key concepts here so far. We've talked about having a value proposition on your resume. We've talked about having highlighted accomplishments on your resume. And if you don't have highlighted accomplishments, we've talked about the importance of having very detailed experience. And you should, and, and not only experience, but skills, skills, key skills that are key words that they would be looking for when hiring a particular candidate for the position that they're looking to hire. So when we come back from the resume, I want to cover the other components that you want to have on your resume to complete the picture. So right now, you are listening to Your Career with Todd Bermont live on IRLoneStar.com. FM 104.5, 106.1, coming to you from beautiful downtown Conroe, Texas. Stay tuned for more. Hey there. This 
Lone Star Community Radio is on FM. That's right. Set your radio dials and your button presets to Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1 coming in June 2016. To celebrate this edition and the addition of video versions of our talk show and music shows on YouTube and cable TV, we are offering special sponsorship rates, which include free audio spots that are played throughout our broadcasts. Interested? Check out our sponsor rates for shows just like this one you're listening to right now online at IRLoneStar.com sponsor. Or call the station at 936-647-5747. Reaching the people of Montgomery County with Montgomery County's community radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back to Your Career. I'm your host and resident career expert, Todd Bermont, and we are coming to you from beautiful downtown Conroe, Texas on IRLoneStar.com, FM 104.5, 106.1. Got a question about the job search? Send me an email, tbermont at irlonestar.com. Also, uh, we are trying something new today. We are trying Facebook Live. And uh been throwing a little bit off my game today because uh, Facebook Live, it's kind of a, a different experience. You know, we've, we've had cameras in the studio for the last uh, several weeks, but having um, trying to see myself in both a camera and a cell phone at the same time, Definitely uh, makes it fun and, and challenging, and, and we're having we're having a blast. So we're uh, talking today about resumes, and uh, Chuck, thanks for the great comment. I really appreciate that, and uh, hope all is going well out in Austin. Love it out in the hill country. Uh, but anyway, I digress. So uh, we are uh, talking about resumes, and uh, with the resumes. Uh, there's so many different things that you can put on a resume. And, uh, so we actually have a question from, uh, Jennifer and Jennifer asks, should you include previous job experience on your resume if it doesn't pertain to the current job application and how far back should you go? Well, Jennifer, that's a great question. And my test is always, is it position relevant? Now it's interesting because I, I showed my uh, two pages of, I have my entire work history on two pages. And I, I have taken the approach of listing every job I've had on uh, both pages of the resume. Now, I don't spend a lot of time on jobs that I uh, worked years ago. Like, for instance, NCR, where I worked there from 1986 to 1989, I just have one line on the very last page right above education and training that just says I worked at NCR during those years, and I don't even talk about what I did at NCR. I just have the title, the company I worked for, and and the dates that I worked. And then what I focus on, where I give the most real estate to, certainly the most recent jobs, but more importantly, the jobs that have the most relevance to the job that you're trying to, to get now, you know, so for instance, you know, and, and it's interesting too, because we get a a lot of questions from stay at home parents returning to the workforce and a stay at home parent wonders, well, I haven't worked a job for 10 years. What do I put on a resume? And first of all, I want to dispute that fact. Um, for, for folks that are stay-at-home parents returning to the workforce, you have had a very important job for those last 10 years. You've been a full-time parent. And if that's the case, 
you've probably done a lot of things as a full-time parent. You might have participated in the PTA. You might have been a room parent. You might have helped raise funds for the school. These are all skills and talents that are absolutely applicable to jobs that you may be applying for. So you absolutely, even if you're a stay-at-home parent returning to the workforce, you can list out those skills. First of all, I would list it out on your resume the same exact way that you would list out a job. And then I would list out those key skills and accomplishments that you developed. You know, maybe you're running the budget at home. Maybe you're responsible for coordinating all the household activities. You know, these are all skills that are necessary in the workforce as well. But as far as the question of how far back you should go, I would say as far back as is relevant. You may have done a job, you know, and some people are going to disagree with me on this. You may have done a job 15 years ago to where you had some really significant accomplishments on that job that somebody in the job that you're looking to get hired at now may really respect. You know, it's interesting. One of the things I talked about earlier was on the resume. I talked about having highlighted accomplishments on the resume, and I talked about having it right at the top of the resume. Now, I want to look at a couple of accomplishments, and, and I'm going to read a couple of accomplishments on my resume. And you'll notice I'm not mentioning any dates. So on my resume, I have won 200% clubs, five branch manager awards, and one general manager award for IBM. Now, I actually worked for IBM years ago, back in from 89 to 92. I worked for IBM. Yet I have that bullet as the third bullet of my highlighted accomplishments. Because, first of all, that's very impressive to a lot of folks that I worked for IBM. IBM you know, has a lot of cachet in the industry. And the fact that I won 100% clubs and branch manager awards and general manager awards, that shows that, hey, this guy knows how to generate sales and, and get revenue. So even though that highlighted accomplishment happened years, decades ago, literally decades ago, I put, I feature it on the resume, but I just don't put the date next to the highlighted accomplishment. Now, certainly I put the dates next to the jobs and, and that brings up our next section of the resume that we're going to cover uh, because the next component of your resume is really the meat of the resume and that's your professional experience. And most people should do their resume in a chronological format because that's what folks are, they're looking for a chronology of your career. They're looking for a step-by-step -step process. So ideally, you want to have a chronological resume. Now, those of you that maybe have really big gaps in, in between jobs, then maybe you might want to use the functional format. But nine times out of ten, if you can use a chronological format, that's a lot better. In, in fact, that brings up another uh, point is the, is the fact that, uh, you know, I've, I've been asked by a lot of people recently that I've been a professional caregiver for the last three or four years for my parents. They're not professional. I've just been a, a caregiver for uh, a, a senior parent that maybe has Alzheimer's disease or, or something along those lines. So, so they feel that, well, I have a gap in my resume because I've been a, a caregiver the last three years helping out my parent. But again, 
just like the stay-at-home parent, as a caregiver, that is absolutely a job. And I would treat it as such on your resume. I would put list the title caregiver and list the dates of when you did the, the you know, the, when you provide the care to your elderly parent. And then I would list out those key things, coordinated insurance, had to uh, coordinate uh, medical care, uh, all of these different, th there's so many things that, that you could put on a resume that you, you know, having cared for a 94 year old uncle with, with Alzheimer's, I know is a fact that uh, there's, it's a lot of work taking care of a parent. So don't feel like if, if you've cared for a parent the last two or three years, and now you're trying to get a job again in the workforce, don't feel that you have to apologize for that. That is a, one of the most important jobs you can do. So we're going to summarize the key aspects that we've talked about today. And uh, next week, we're going to focus more on the job search process and on the interviewing process. But to, to a couple of final thoughts on your resume. First of all, I want you to remember your resume is only going to get upwards to 30 seconds at most of airtime. Just like that movie commercial that only gets 30 seconds to convince you to go to that two-hour movie, you want your resumes and cover letters to generate that same level of excitement. And the way you do that is by having a value proposition, by having highlighted accomplishments, by having a blend of experience with key words that's going to grab the attention. So I hope you've enjoyed today's program on resumes. You've been listening to Your Career with Todd Bermont from beautiful downtown Conroe, Texas. Next week, we're going to be talking all about the job search and interviewing. So thank you so much for tuning in and have a successful day. Thanks for checking out this production on Old Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's radio station. For more information on this show and other shows on Lone Star, check us out online at IRLoneStar.com. If you're interested in sponsoring a program on Lone Star Community Radio and reaching the local audience of Montgomery County on FM, Internet, and TV media, please call 936-647-5747 or contact us online at IRLoneStar.com. This recording is a Lone Star Community Radio production. Produced by the show host and Dick Schistler of Lone Star Community Radio. Interested in volunteering as a music DJ or starting your own talk show? Yeah, contact Dick Schistler at dick at irlonestar.com or by phone at 936-647-5747.